0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Extraordinary Games podcast. This is actually the first real episode of the podcast today, and we're going to be talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and kind of like a little bit of history of like, um, like other Smash games as well, so Melee and previous ones that we played. Um, yeah, my co-host today is Logan. Um, we've worked together and talked a lot about video games in the past, and he's kind of my resident smash expert even though he probably
1: wouldn't say yeah. he's an expert I, I, yeah <laughs> i'm not really an expert but i i i play i got like i got like something like a couple hundred hours on the game but i'm not i know a lot of other people have probably more like that's a general consensus like the yeah. game is yeah it's, it's very very much played like when if you play competitively you have to have more than that there's no freaking way but I, I try to my best to understand some things.
0: Well, all I know is we played probably what? I would say, I would say probably like 100 to 150 matches between the, the course of our just random yeah. getting on and playing. And I think I've won probably like five of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that well, must be generous, actually.
1: <laughs> no, no. It's because. So here's the thing. Like, when you play against someone like brand new in the game, like someone who's especially because of you because you play like 2D fighters a lot, right? Like you're very you're not really a platform fighter person, like it's harder for you to understand like every character in the game has like kind of the similar moves and then but the moves aren't exactly the same. Whereas like a 2D fighter characters in the game play completely differently. Like they have like some crazy gimmick. Like every character I feel like in 2D fighters has like that gimmick, but in in Smash like, they have their own gimmick, but it's just so slightly different on, like, so many moves that it I, like, it... I guess it's harder for, like, someone to jump into that, especially if they, like, grew up playing just 2D fighters, you
0: know? So, I was actually thinking about this the other day. The thing that makes Smash Brothers unique is, like, every character kind of has a tool set. And yeah. with a lot of like standard 2d fighting games that tool set is kind of like it's ubiquitous against uh, with all the characters so every character has different moves but and they kind of work differently but they all have a very similar base move set but when it comes to smash brothers that's not necessarily the case um certain characters like play entirely different from each other and it's almost like playing a different game if you switch to a different type of character,
1: if that makes any yeah. sense. It, no, that's a hundred. I mean, yeah. So basically the way you first put it with like how in fighting games they all like with Shoto's, right? Like, let's say a Shoto in a fighting game or a like grappler, you know, and then you're ranged. We have those in Smash, but they're all still trying to do the same thing to like kill people. It's just the way they do it. Is a little bit different, and I know, like in two D fighters, it's a little bit more unique kind of style. At least the way I think of it. And yeah. Like, 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 but your example of like, uh, two characters playing drastically different from each other is a hundred percent true. Because I mean, when you think of Olimar in Smash Bros Ultimate, he's got the Pikmin. And, like, every Pikmin does something different. He has, like, launch ranges that are different on one Pikmin. And then he has, like, fire damage or electric damage on, like, other Pikmin. Like, he's a very unique character. Like, very strange. Like, I, I literally can't play Olimar for my life. But I understand what I'm supposed to do with him. Yeah. And then and then you got Mario. You know? Like, he's the basic dude. and And even himself, he, like, plays his own way. So... Yeah, it's, it's a lot like that. Like, like even Lucario, you know, his playstyle is he wants to get a ton of damage because as much damage as he gets on him, he's going to deal that much more back to you kind of thing. So, like, you never want to fight, like, a late-game Lucario or something like that. Like, yeah, it's true. Uh, all the characters are very drastically different in their gimmicks, which is pretty impressive, actually, when you think about it. Because there's, like, 80-something characters. 90? No, it's, like, yeah. 80-something.
0: Like I'm literally like I'm trying to find the uh, the the screen okay. of all of the characters currently in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it's oh, obnoxious. Yeah. It's huge, and mm-hmm. like I just think of like the amount of work that has to go into even making this game remotely balanced is insane. Because if you, th- amazing. yeah, so if you think of like even starting out in like a like regular like so, let's say Street Fighter Two there are what i think i think the original street fighter 2 had eight characters and even that game wasn't balanced and now you're looking at a roster of like 80 and like 89 89 actually it, yeah 80, exactly. 89 characters i don't even know where i would begin to try to make this like a a balanced fighting game and i think it, it, the other strange thing about that is like there, i get that there are tier lists because there are tier lists in any fighting yeah, game
1: that's just the way tier lists are though. Like tier lists are always going to be very opinionated. Like one person even if they're a pro player, they'll there's they're bound to say something that a majority of people won't agree with. Like that's yeah. just the way it is.
0: Yeah. I like it's the tier list of this game like it, I I've looked at it a few times and it makes sense, but it's still like it it's, it's not as cut and dry is a tier list in like a 2d fighting game like there are literally characters in 2d like regular 2d fighting games or even stuff like mortal kombat like 11 which is a technically like a modern 2d fighter where there are characters that are completely unusable and with smash i feel like the amount of those characters that are completely unusable and i'm using air quotes right now even though nobody can see it Is insane. Like, it's so small comparatively to other fighting games. Meaning that this game has to be pretty damn well balanced comparatively to the others. Now, that doesn't mean, like, every character is not going to be like, oh, like, you can play any character and and crush. But a a fair amount of them you can actually hold your own with, which is pretty good.
1: Yeah, if you're, like... It really depends on who you fight, to be honest. In Smash Bros, it's like you can, I think that's in every fighting game. I think it's it's just like that in fighting games. Um, but my personal experience, it's like I'll play, I don't know, I'll play Ganondorf, and like so many top players say, Ganondorf is the worst character in the game. Terrible character. But the majority of people, right, online or, you know, like, noobs or whatever, they will they will swear on their life that Gandorf is the most busted character in the game because of his damage. He has, yeah. he has so much damage. And, and, and like, it, it, it's, like, how you view the toolkit and how you think you can play, like, that's just, it. that will determine whether or not your character is going to be good. Like, the player really does make the character in this game, like, genuinely there's some matchups that are always going to be like bad or rough, you know, like that's just the way it is. But in smash, I feel like there's, I feel like it's very similar to a lot of fighting games, even though people think it's not considered a fighting game. Well, because a lot of stuff,
0: (laughs) it's not, it's not that it's not a fighting game. Like I, like it's, it is a fighting game, even though it's different from every other fighting game. Like it's its own genre. Now, now they have that like, what is it? Nickelodeon, all-stars brawl, brawl Stars, yeah. yeah and then they have and like, the rivals uh, of aether yeah, yeah there's like a, a ton of um games that are similar to this i have this like similar uh like party party fight game mechanic thing going on yeah um i do consider a uh, like a fighting game it's just very different from any other fighting game though the way i think of it is like okay it's so really you're a typical fighting game, yeah so like let's say Back in the day you were playing fighting games, right? You had like your standard two D fighters. So you had like your Street Fighter, your Mortal Kombat, your Killer Instinct, things like that. And then yeah. when three D fighters came in, you had like Tekken and Virtua Fighter. And everybody was like, Oh, those aren't fighting games. They're they're broken. Blah blah blah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this is that. a legitimate thing. Like, um, what was it mortal Kombat 4 came out and there were people that just well mortal Kombat 4 is a bad game to begin with but there were people that were Jeez. like they would just not play mortal Kombat 4 because it was a 3d fighting game and it just it didn't play like a 2d fighter and people instantly thought it was like wasn't balanced but nowadays like you look at uh, tournaments and you have like, games like tekken being played virtual Fighter still being played like there are 3d fighting games that are still good soul caliber for example like there's there are 3d fighting games in tournaments all the time now given 2d fighting games are what a majority of pro players tend to gravitate for, towards and i think there's like a it's kind of just like um uh, there's something to 2d fighting games where there's a limited amount of randomness to it versus like 3d fighters or something like smash so smash like you there's so many different characters you have to like you have to evaluate and have strategies for if you go up against them and a lot of 2d fighters don't have a roster that big so you you know what your picks and counter picks are right off the bat. You don't have to like be like, Oh my God, I've never played against like who the hell's playing like little Mac right now. You know, why the hell do I have oh, to no. figure out- oh, it? like,
1: <laughs> you don't even know, bro. there's a pro player named Pina. He goes crazy with little Mac. Oh my God. But that's, that's the that's, thing.
0: A lot of yeah. people will train against like specific, like specific players. They'll train with specific players and have specific strategies. And then when you have like this, person that comes out of left field that's really good with the character that you might not know and you might run into them in a tournament like why would you want to risk that when you can just stick to something like like uh street fighter 5 or whatnot where you know what the roster is and you know what your counter pick is right off the bat and you don't have to worry about any other like weird shit happening like uh, like it's just a very limited amount a variation in 2D fighters, which is why I personally think like a lot of people just will choose a 2D fighter over something like this. Anyways.
1: Do you think that it's because it's easier to learn? Like, like less characters are easier to like understand versus like so many. That's like, is that the point you're trying to? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: like, okay. If I'm playing, like if I'm playing like Ryu and I go up against a Zangief or a Blanco or whoever, like, They've been in games previously, and they're pretty much like they've evolved over the course of time. But I know what that move set is. I know what I'm coming into. It seems like it, with Smash Brothers in particular, while yes, there are like specific combos that you can do with specific characters that are are like tried and true. Like somebody yeah. could come out of left field and fucking play Steve and just like wreck your day. Like oh, just you don't it, even like no, okay.
1: Champion, <laughs> you're saying like characters that are like just oh man, like okay. There's a huge controversy on Steve right now, actually, <laughs> which is a big deal. But we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like, when <laughs> it comes to like champ, uh, I keep saying champions because I've been playing League. Okay, when it comes to characters, you know, the fighters inside Smash, it's like, like there's there's so many. I think the the moment I started to really like learn Smash was when Ultimate came out. So I like I played Brawl. I played a little bit of melee at one point, but when I really got sucked in was definitely like Smash Ultimate. Like that's when I really started learning everything. And to me, like as a player, I just got dumped right into this massive roster. Not to mention like the two like two whole packs of DLC characters that came out like after the game's release. Like yeah,
0: which which is it's not only just DLC characters. Like a lot of time you'll get a DLC character in a fighting game, and it's like. You know, they're, they're at least somewhat based off a character that's already been in the fighting game or whatnot. Whereas yeah. this one, it's like, you you tell me another fucking character in this game that's like Steve or fucking Sora. Like, there are certain ones that you're just it, like, yeah. what the shit? Like, how do you there's even certain, account for that?
1: There's certain characters like them, but not exactly like them. And, and, and the reason why all the characters are so diverse, like, they have to like, there's certain characters that are not like you know exceptions would be like Daisy and Peach they're like they're Echo Fighters like there's certain characters in the game called Echo Fighters that just they're completely based on another character they do the same thing Samus and Dark Samus same character they do the same thing they just yeah. look a little different they have like slightly different things like there's Dark Pit and Pit they're considered Echo Fighters but they have much more varying movesets yeah it's not like, like
0: you're talking about like Mega Man and fucking Sonic like those, yeah, <laughs> those yeah, yeah, are yeah, very exactly. different like, fighters like
1: But uh, the point I was originally going to make was um, all the characters are so unique because they all come from their own games. Like Sakurai specifically went through games and was like, this character needs to have everything that this character does in their game. And like, I want to make them, you know, like I want to make them do everything that a player of their original game would really appreciate. You know, like they'd see a move and be like, wow, I know that. Like for the Pokemon, every Pokemon inside Smash... All their moves are based off of actual Pokemon moves in the games. Like like Incineroar does Darkest Larian. That's like his signature move as like in like the original game for like his Pokemon region. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. I think it was Unova. I could be wrong. But like they all do their same thing. There's a fighting type move called Cross Chop that he does. Pikachu does all his thunder attacks, but they all have like real moves. I think his I think his um recovery is quick attack, but I'm not I'm not hundred percent certain,
0: but yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's it's amazing. First of all, it's amazing that that's even a thing. Like I, I remember when like I first started playing Bayonetta and I was like, Holy shit, this, this is, it's so close to playing a fucking Bayonetta game. Like down to like the witch time, like the whole thing is just, (laughs) that's, that's like what it's like playing Bayonetta. You go over to like Simon and you're like, Oh, this is like I you're playing fucking Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah, it's amazing how much work they did to just make the characters feel like they're they were pulled directly from that game, but yet utilized in this like party fighting game system and it all just seems to like cohesively work. And I find it funny when people complain about like certain characters not being in the game, and I'm just like, dude, mm-hmm. look at look at all you have like
1: (laughs) oh yeah the smash players i don't know if it's the smash community but i will say that it's a good amount of people that like always have something to say about the characters like damn you put that character in the game why'd you do that and i i'm not gonna lie i was one of them at one point i was i was steaming it like when i when i first saw the game and like I'm looking for DLC fighters and everything. Every single time a new DLC fighter was going to be announced, I was like, "It's gonna be Monster Hunter character. It's gonna be a Monster <laughs> Hunter character. It's gonna be so sick." I was so hyped. Then we were like, "Oh, it's definitely gonna be Dante. Dante's gotta be in the game." There was like a, there was a moment where like me and a friend of mine, we were like super. He's way more into Devil May Cry than I, but like, bro, like I, I just wanted to see the character in the game because you know he's he's just such an interesting and fun character. I was like imagine the moveset he would have. I was Yeah, so but
0: excited. like do you and do you honestly think if they they put Dante in this game they no, would no, 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 uh... <laughs> this
1: is Well, what, this is what they did. This is the funniest part. Is that they they did put those characters in the game, but they're not playable characters. They're <laughs> me, they're me characters. Like they're costumes yeah. for your me fighter. And I was like, "Oh, like they got us with that one. They got us." Yeah. Like they tried. They really tried to I think that, like, after a while of, like, seeing the me costumes, I was like, you know what? Like, they tried really hard to put these characters in the game. Like, to get everyone check all their, like, boxes, to get everyone excited. Even if your character was in the game, he was still technically in the game. And I think that was, like, one of the greatest things that I'll always appreciate about Sakurai is that he worked his ass off. He literally... Did so much for the community that if anyone in the Smash community talks shit about Sakurai, I'm just like, bro, you like, you are a terrible human being. Like, <laughs> do you not know how much he worked a day and night to make it so at least at least a little bit of your character probably was in the game? Like, come on, man.
0: Like, yeah, I know, you know? when uh, was it? I can't. I think it was either Brawl or Melee where they were doing uh, interviews about like the the making of the game, and it was like Sakurai was like like killing himself pretty much. Yeah, trying to get everything, yeah. Trying to get everything in, and I'm like, I'm thinking about Ultimate. I'm like, oh my god, does this guy sleep? Like, I, like this had to have been like seven years of just him just not sleeping, or or sleeping in his office trying to get shit done. It, oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's this is gonna go down as one of the greatest games probably ever made. I'd have to say. Um, I hope so. I really hope yeah, so. with with the roster it has and how f- fairly well balanced it is the amount of stages the, just the amount of content like
1: there's there's some things so like with the whole thing like you say things are balanced it's not um okay like it is balanced to an extent but yeah. like as a player like for me I feel like there's some characters in the game that's just not it's just not fair to fight against them. And and that could be because I'm bad. Like, I'll say that right now. I'm not the greatest player. I Like, I, I'm i okay. But there's some characters in the game where I just feel like I have no chance. And unless the person... Like, if the person knows their champion... Jeez. If the person <laughs> knows their character, like, the best. Like, they, they practice this character every day. They know every little bit about it. They know exactly how to launch. They know what move's going to, like, kill, right? and i do the same thing with a character that i like i feel like if my character has a losing matchup against their character i like i'm i don't know if i'll win you know like i or i'll feel like i'll have to work harder to win and and that's not like anything like i'm disappointed about but it's definitely something that i've noticed sometimes like personally like i'll maybe win maybe lose but i'll think in my head damn that was a hard match for me like that was hard like they're a great player. I'm a great player. But when it comes down to the characters, like I just don't have a lot of options against some of them. You know, like like the, 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 that's why people have counter picks. They usually have like pocket characters, like like a, a good handful of characters that like pro players will play. Like look at the greatest player in the world right right now. The greatest player in the world is MKLeo. He is undoubtedly one of the best players in the world. Like I don't even know how he does it, but. You know, he started with Joker. Uh, I don't really know how many other characters he played, but I do know that he also has his Biolith and his Ike, right? Like, he used to go Ike a lot. And then when Joker came out, he just stuck to Joker for, like, forever. Joker was considered the greatest character in the game at that point. Still is by some people. Um, and then he went Byleth, and no one thought Byleth was going to be good. Like, everyone thought, bro, Byleth's too slow, Byleth doesn't have a lot of, like... Like, Byleth is kind of like Gandorf in a way. Lots of damage. Um, but, she, you know, Byleth is faster, has some good range, and, and somehow he made it work. And it just feels like... I don't even get how he does that. Like, personally, I think that if there's just some matchups that you just can't play against. Like, well, And that's, that's why like, people have pocket characters,
0: well it's also like uh, if you talk to a lot of smash players too they will gravitate towards specific characters. And the weird yeah, thing yeah. about it is it's not even how good the character plays. It this is one of those games where if you l- like a character, like you just go in and you're like I fucking love Wario for whatever reason sure. for other games. You can yeah, just sure. learn fucking Wario and he mm-hmm. may not be the one that's like gets picked at tournaments and shit but you can get good enough to like hold your own with wario most of the time and that's Mm -hmm. like the crazy thing about it like i i've been like listening to like different podcasts and stuff and a few times smash bros has come up and and somebody comes up and they're just like you know what i started out with zelda and i just always use zelda like that's it like like right off the bat that's the only character i use or like oh, every time I pick up the game, for whatever reason, Jigglypuff's my character, and I, I just stay with it. And it's it's insane to me, because it's, like, so many different characters, but a lot of people will just gravitate towards a handful, and, like, those are their characters, and that's it. it and they, if, if they get counterpicked, they get counterpicked, they're gonna try to work around it, but otherwise, like, yeah. that's the character they're going with.
1: Like, there's definitely a consensus of, like, top tiers in this game, just like every fighting game, but when it comes down to, like, picking your character, there are diehards that will just... They'll just go in headstrong. like, And they will win. You know, they will do good. It, like I said, the player really makes the character uh, sometimes. Um, but sometimes it's like, you know, when it comes down to, like, a character versus character, best player on either side of those characters, and one is just naturally better than the other, it's either going to be a very, very hard win for the losing matchup, or they're just going to lose. Like, it, it, I think that's just the way it is, like, and, that, and that's why, like I said, people pick their pocket champions, at least in pro plays. I feel like a lot of pro players have their pocket champions. Like anyone... I'm just going to keep saying champions, to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Any, anyone... <laughs> I, mean, they're just, I mean, really, they're it's same. like it's like tomato, tomato
0: the same at this thing. point. Yeah. yeah. It's, you're, the it's the character you play as. You call a champion, you call it a character, yeah. you call it a fucking person, you, whatever you want to call yeah, yeah. it. Like, that's who you're picking.
1: But... Yeah, like they, they'll always have a little bit of a counter matchup ready to go. Like They know who people main, they know what's going on, and they're going to try their best to like, you know, if you're a pro player, you're going to try to learn a character that really works for you, but you're also not going to try to not win, right? Like, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's like you're not going to... Like, why would you even go about like, playing if you're, you're not going to win. You know, like, somebody... If you're going to pick a character, you're picking a character that's going to try to get you the win most of the time. Um yeah. I, I, like, I... Even in 2D Fighters, I'm the same way. But I also am the type of person that's like, okay, you know what? I, I feel like I want to have a little bit of fun and I'll try, like, some other character. Like, it's literally the reason why I, p- I pick Dan in a lot of games because Dan is such a shitty character. But if I'm playing, like capcom versus snk and i'm just having fun match after match i might just throw dan in there just to like fuck with people like i might just do it just because you know and i think yeah, the yeah, same exactly. thing happens in every game though like sometimes like somebody's just gonna be like you know what pokemon trainer today whatever <laughs> like
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, well there's a lot to choose from it's like why wouldn't you you know there's, there's too many not to feel like oh my gosh i can't wait to like you know especially if you learn your champions so so well like inside and out and you've just been winning or losing, whatever it is. You're just kind of like, you know what? Today, I just want to try a random, you know, a uh, random other champion that I saw. And, and who knows? Maybe it'll click. Maybe it won't. It's just really fun to try out all those movesets. And, and like I said before, because the movesets depict the care not only the character, but the game where the character's from, it's yeah. kind of satisfying to like try them out and be like, wow, I didn't know that was a thing, you know? So I gotta ask, what's the, what is the first
0: Smash game that you played? Because I distinctly remember when I first played Smash, like back in the day. Um, yeah, my my first was like I uh, went over a friend's house and he had an N64, which is something I I didn't have. I had, like I was like, the second PlayStation came out, I was like, fuck yeah, PlayStation all the way, screw cartridges. So <laughs> like I went yeah. over his house and we were playing. Uh, Oh, what the hell were we playing at first? Might have been just like Mario sixty four or something stupid. No, no, I know what it was. I think it was Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. And then, um, like he busted out this this like Smash Super Smash Brothers cartridge. I was like, this looks lame as fuck. I'm like, it's got like Mario on it. Like, what am I looking the blocky
1: at? Blocky faces, you know? They look it, like cartoon. Like, it's just really, very awkward for the time.
0: Yeah, so. and he's like, he's like, dude, no, it's it's a fighting game. I'm like, no, this is not. Like, you're you're fucking with me. Um, and then we started playing and I was like, this is weird yet cool all at the same time. And it's also strange to me that like, if you think about it, this genre has been around for like two decades and it's pretty much for the first decade it was around, it was just smash. Like it seemed like nobody really tried to copy this shit. It was like, no, yeah, it was like Nintendo did it and we're just going to kind of just let it go. I think
1: when uh, Smash 4, I could be 100% wrong. But personally, from what I've seen, like, for myself, uh, I'd say around Smash 4 is when they started realizing, like, because, you know, the tournaments were, like, they were very small still. But people started to be, like, oh, I got to put this Like, games were starting to go into development. Like, like, uh, like, platform fighters were starting to be, like, more, you know, interesting. And then when Ultimate came out, like, all these other games started, like, popping up i think the development started around like smash 4 Uh, i don't know uh i don't have the biggest knowledge of games back then so like i could be wrong if there was a another platform fighter that was popular back then during smash 4 but i think during smash 4 the idea started to happen and then the moment smash ultimate released like the year of or the year after like all these other platform fighters started popping up like really really good like i know rivals of aether Got a huge blow-up. I don't know if it came before then or not. But I know it got a huge blow-up. Like, I got it myself. I loved it. Nickelodeon Brawl Stars. I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even need to say anything about that one. That was deliberately, like... You know, they saw Ultima, and they are like, We can do what Nintendo does. Like, there's no way. There's no way they did not think that. And then... um, And the same thing for the, the DC uh, multiverse. Multiverse did the same thing, you know? And those games were pretty popular. They, they just had a tournament not too long ago for uh, the multiverse uh, game. And a lot of pro Smash players actually were in it and they were doing some real good work. I'm not gonna lie. Like it was actually satisfying to play. It was like two V2s. It was so good.
0: I actually think that's probably why they did it, though. Is they are like, we can probably get some of these Smash players yeah, like, they, they to, did, to play did. this in tournaments. And it's, if you think about it, it's genius. Because if you have Smash players playing, like, people know Smash players. Like, they are obviously, like, famous, like, tournament Smash players. And that if was you're one of bringing the reasons that over to watched. DC, exactly. You have, like, these yeah. f- these players playing a new game. I mean, that's just eyes on your game. It's
1: It's really genius. Yeah, I saw Void and the Cat pop off. I was so like, "Oh my gosh!" I loved watching them play. And then at the end, like the Kakio cat he's cat like, he's like, "Wonder Woman, bro, what are you guys talking about? She's she's not busted at all, or like <laughs> something like that." I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, like yeah. Just, I mean, just, just why, wouldn't you, I used... like, why wouldn't oh, I, you though? Like, why why wouldn't I, you I, do I, it? You know. <laughs> I think he said she was busted. It's it's hard to remember that point. I just remember I was laughing so hard because he just grabbed the mic. He just walked up out of nowhere and just started talking so much shit. It was so funny. It was like the first, I don't know if it was the first, but it was definitely the first one I saw that was like really big and multiverse in it And I was so excited to see them win.
0: But it's also cool because like, that's like, that's probably a good thing for the genre as a whole. Like this, I, I've always worried that like, this thing would be like once Sakurai like retires or whatnot, like this would just be it. Like you have you have Smash Ultimate, and that's all there is. At least now there's other other games coming out.
1: That's actually what I was kind of hoping, but just for Smash, you know, like like Sakurai said it himself, you know, he's like this is the last one I'm ever gonna do for Smash, and you know how Nintendo is, you know, Nintendo's just one of those companies that they just like they see money and they're like, what can I say? Like they'll do anything. And, really and that's that's what I'm kind of worried about for Smash. It's like, you know, Sakurai says it's it. And, and if he's done, then the game is not going to, like, pop off, obviously. It, it, he is Smash. There is no Smash Bros. without Sakurai. And if they try to, like, make him make another one, I don't know if he's creative. Like, I don't know if, like, if he'll be in it, you know? Like, I feel like he'll either be forced to do it Because he doesn't want to see his, like, legacy die in, like, a bad way. Or he just won't do it and, you know, Smash Bros. will just stop being good after Smash Ultimate. Like, there's just nothing that's going to be good after that if they try to make another one. And I hope Nintendo doesn't do that, like, for a a lot of reasons. I actually think Smash Bros. Ultimate is a fantastic game to end it on. Like, this is good. They've, They've done everything really, really well. I mean if Sakurai decides willingly decides to go and make another smash bros game i'm all for it but if uh, you know what i mean like i i think that he did such a good job with ultimate i think that he put so much into it to like really have a send-off like to be his like last one i think they should just respect it and let it be you know i I think that smash ultimate's a fantastic game to end on
0: but do you like that's the thing I honestly think Nintendo, if they were if they were smart, they would kind of just like let this, let ultimate like ride out. Like just let it do its thing, right? Yeah. And then maybe like, we'll say like six, seven, eight years from now, um, whenever like hypothetically like the next Switch or whatever they release is, is like going strong, yeah, right. then you can bring it back. But with that being said, I don't know how they would. Like I don't know if they would just take what ultimate is and then add to it or if they would yes. just be like just like essentially start from scratch in some way
1: if they start from scratch there's no way they're gonna be doing that good uh, at least I don't think they will I think that what they have right now is really good if they take the game you know and like remake it like remaster it like uh you know like just making it look better. More responsive like a little bit of tweaks here and there i think sakura would be down to do that and like maybe add like one or two more characters the thing that's wrong with that though is that i think that if they did do that like if sakura added like another character or something i think that the community would be like a, they'd be putting a lot of pressure on him to just keep adding characters you know like because he already did like two whole packs like they're probably going to be thinking oh there's two more packs like that's a lot of work he the way he described how he worked on those, like, characters that he added for DLC was, like, he played their games as best he could. He, like, played a whole bunch of them and, like, actually got a feel for what he wanted. He had to, like, really design those characters. It took a lot of time. So I think if I think if he, like, adds any character to the game, like, people are just going to be putting on the pressure to just add more and more. And I don't think that that's going to roll, you
0: know? Well, that's the thing. People um, always want more. Like the fact true. that like, uh, like looking at the roster, I'm like, where's L- Waluigi? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> there's, <laughs> <Everyone's> saying <that. laughs> there's always, there's always going to be a character that someone is been, is like, you know, why isn't he in smash or why his, isn't she in smash? And the, that's the thing. There's always going to be someone. I remember yeah. like before the DLCs launched, like all the speculation about, like, what characters were going to come in the DLC. Like, there was all sorts of wacky-ass shit. People are talking about, like, Master oh Chief God. being in it, uh, Bro, Dante, Goku. Like, the like, Goku. Goku- <laughs> fucking, like, every, let's put it this way, every character that ever ended up in fucking Fortnite. <laughs> like, that's what they speculated. Bro,
1: do you know, I swear, I swear I had a, like, one of my friends was, like, so convinced they were gonna add, like, uh, what was, what was the character? Um, do you know the Kirby characters, uh, banana, bandana? Oh, yep. Bandana. Yeah. Yep. I heard bandana so too. Oh, yeah. convinced. It was either going to be bandana D or it was going to be Waluigi. And I was like, there's no freaking way. Like, cause, Dude, cause all
0: all day long. I really fucking <laughs> want
1: Waluigi. I also Bro, didn't know it's not know. gonna be that different it's just he's just gonna like I don't understand what this obsession is with the wall so I don't get
0: it do you want to know something crazy and I don't know if you already know this or not but did you know like Waluigi and Wario are actually not owned by Nintendo like they're not Nintendo really? characters technically yeah they were created by like a third-party company so like they're I, actually not owned by Nintendo I didn't know that at all holy crap yeah, the, it's like uh you know all like Pokemon is technically Nintendo, but it's not. It's made by it like uh, Game
1: Freak or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, Game Freak actually owns the IP to to Pokemon characters. So, I don't know if it's like one of those things where it's just like Waluigi was going to cost them money to put him in there or if there was just like not enough of a move set to okay. to justify that's,
1: it. That's definitely not it because the way yo, Nintendo got freaking Sora in this I know, game. I know. Do you know how out of this world that is? Like, out of... Like, oh my god. And they put okay. Sephiroth... Like, the champions... <laughs> like uh, Whatever. The champions they got in this game, right? Yeah. Are just, like, mind-blowing. That's why this was is such an incredible game. Like, they easily probably could have gotten Waluigi in there if they really wanted to. But, in all honesty, I don't think... Now, you know, all the Waluigi lovers are going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. I don't think (laughs) that Waluigi is that unique of a character. Compared to the ones they added, I do not think Waluigi would have been that unique of a character. I think it would have been a great meme, you know? And, like, that's funny. Everyone's going to be like, ha-ha, that's awesome. Waluigi's in the game. But in all honesty, let's be real here, it's Waluigi compared to, like, Sephiroth and Sora. And like, all you I'm know, saying is we don't Rob. really need Rob, the robot. Like, <laughs> okay. Rob, Rob actually has to be in there. He, he's got to be in there. I think, I think a lot of people would argue, though, if they could take out any characters, they would take out Sword Fighters 100%. They would be like, oh, fudge Fire Emblem, you know, forget it. Don't want to deal with it. People do not yeah. like Sword Fighters. Well, that's
0: the game. thing. It's just like there was like, oh, another Fire Emblem character. What the hell?
1: Like, right. It was like, Why? I saw Violet. I saw Violet on release. I was like, there's no way. Like, And I like <laughs> Violet. Violet is a cool character. But I was thinking in my head, there's no freaking way. Like, you did not just add another sword fighter every single time. I think the biggest meme I heard when I was, like, learning, you know, Smash and, like, getting into it, I, I like, watched some old videos. I, like, started to, like, hear about what the community had to say a lot. It was really interesting. And I, like, mm-hmm. fell down this rabbit hole of people just, like, so mad that there's, like, sword fighters in the game, but they're all Fire Emblem characters. Like, there's there's people making entire charts being, like, you know, uh, like... Okay, let's see Mario characters. Oh, that makes sense because Nintendo. Pokemon characters. Why are there more sword fighters than any of these other games? You know, like yeah. There, there's so many people that are upset about that. Honestly, personally, I I'm not complaining. I kind of like all the sword characters. But when I first saw Violet, I had that initial thought, like in the back of my head, I was like, huh. So this is what, <laughs> so this is what it feels like. So this is why this am so upset because you know I wanted my character all the time. Everyone wants it, but yeah. You know, as as the as the character was, like, released, I played it a little bit, and I thought Byleth was actually pretty sick. I was like, this character's kind of nice. Um, yeah, but,
0: yeah. but they're, like, they're, like I said, there's always going to be somebody that's like, why isn't this character in the game? Like, yeah, why yeah. why isn't, like... There, there's oh, always yeah. going to be ones that they whine, which is why I think Nintendo will never actually stop making Smash games. Like, I think... Yeah. I, I honestly do think that what's going to happen is they're going to ride this out, and then when people when either a starts to taper off a little that might not or like b they're just like we we could use some money then they might re -re like either re-release it as like for like a next-gen version or whatnot that would probably actually be the smartest thing they could do is just like take this game and then when the new switch comes out just re-release it as like a 4k option or something like that um, yeah,
1: I would I would play that 100%. I'd be down for that.
0: But that's the thing. They could they could do that. They would still make their money and then just like not just don't modify anything and just include all the DLC. That's the easiest way they could do it and probably the smartest with the least amount of like backlash. Um and if they're stupid, they'll do something like try to release another smash brothers game and the other shitty part about that is if they try to do that and it doesn't have the roster that this game has right off the bat people are gonna be so mad like like just look at like all the previous rosters i mean i'm I'm going all the way back now like the original they had like what
1: like seven ten characters so
0: the original the original roster was 12 characters and then if you go into Melee, it looks like, let's see, 4, 9, 18. Uh, so it's 20-something. Um, yeah, let's say like just over 20. I think 24 characters. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Brawl only added a couple more. Um, nothing too crazy there. And then once you got into like the... 3DS and ultimate versions. That's when you're starting to get like the the crazy ass roster. But like, definitely the biggest jump up in roster was was the current game by far. Like, oh my god, you look at like the previous one versus what it is now. You're just like, holy shit!
1: They added so many characters, and they even brought back old characters from games that they weren't like originally in there. Like, oh my gosh, like people were freaking out. I was like, I didn't understand very much because, you know, I I played Brawl and then I played Melee a little bit after that. And then I thought like, oh, okay, you know, like I see some of these characters and (laughs) they're like bringing back like, you know, they have the DLC characters from the other games. and People are freaking out, going like crazy. And, uh, they, they
0: essentially did what pokemon should have done each time <laughs> just just like they well like bring up back yes yeah
1: instead of getting rid of an entire gen and being like we're just gonna ignore that real quick and then add this and pick pick and
0: choose i I, that I honestly think that's like nintendo's biggest problem right now is their their biggest franchises have this huge scope of characters and just stuff in them and every single release people are expecting more and more and more and it's kind of like, it's like the monster they created. Like, y- you've given us so much, and now that's what everyone expects. And if we don't get
1: that, everybody gets mad. It's just I insane. Think everyone's going to get mad either way at this point. So I think Nintendo's just mooching off of it and being like, you know what? There's no way. Like, their excuse is, there's no way we could put this many characters into this game alone in this (laughs) amount of time. So what we're going to do is we're going to make this game without these characters. We're going to have these ones in it. And you know, people are going to be mad. People are going to be so upset, but they're going to buy them anyways. Let's be real (laughs) here. Like Nintendo knows they're going to buy them anyways. Like it's just part of their process. Like I'm looking like the greatest example would be like the Pokemon games because like, People are looking at the Pokemon games and they're like, why aren't these Pokemon in this game? Why isn't this gen here? And, and you know, uh, the company's like, uh, you know, like, it was a lot of work. We wanted to keep it, like, original to the gen, like, whatever. They can come up with any number of excuses they want. Yeah. But in reality, you know, they don't need to add them all because they don't have to. Like, at some point they probably will, you know, who knows. But, like, it just saves on work for them, gives them the money that they wanted. Like, why wouldn't they? people yeah. like why wouldn't they? I mean, it sucks,
0: but... and they've tried like rebooting stuff. Like, they obviously tried rebooting essentially, yeah. like, kind of soft rebooting um uh Pokemon because like they did like Let's Go EV and Let's Go, and that just ended so badly. Like, you can talk to anybody who plays Pokemon, and they'll be like, Yeah, you can start with literally any other game besides that one, you'd probably be okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you know,
1: that's what I've heard too. Yeah, I've played a lot of the Pokemon games too, which is just like. I get the idea. Yeah, it's like people would just be like, this game's better. Like, it's the same thing in Smash. You know, there's those diehard fans that will swear in their life that Melee is the greatest fighting game of all time. Like, and they still play it to this day. You know how old Melee is, right? Like, oh,
0: dude, I was, it's like, I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, that game was when it was my first job at a video game store. And that was one of the games that launched, like, I think it was like the second or third month i was in the store and we had to Jeez. do a bunch of melee tournaments like it was just like back to back to back to back to back melee tournaments and in the store yeah in the store so the place i worked <laughs> at uh is, is really gonna date me for anyone who decides to listen to this was yeah, yeah. so was,
1: for context for context dave he's old okay i'm more of the newer <laughs> generation so i don't know all this stuff so he's gonna be like the retro expert let's be real here
0: yeah so like i let's see i was probably 20 i had to have been like 19 20 years old at the time but the the store was called game crazy and they literally had kiosks in the center of the store they were like the demo kiosks but they were just like lcd monitors hooked up to consoles so like you had like one demo kiosk, I had three monitors on it, and it had like a PlayStation Two in one, an Xbox in another, and then a GameCube in another. And what we would do is during the tournaments, we would just swap out the PlayStation Two for a GameCube, and then we would do essentially two matches at a time. So we would do, uh, like, we would do a ma- like the matches would go side by side on one of the kiosks, and then we would just bracket it out, which was pretty cool. Because, like, also very distracting, we realized that after for oh. players, because, like, you're you're wondering who you're going up against as you're in a match against somebody, and you can see the screen right next to you. So I think at, at some point, we just decided, like, it was just, like, a really good mindfuck to have these, these matches going on at once. Um, but, yeah, we were hosting matches, like probably like every at least once a month sometimes every couple of weeks and the draw for them would be huge so we'd have people come in and i think the only thing we like gave out was like a gift card or something like that but but it was cool because people would come in the store and it was one of those things where it was like if you ever want people to like come to your store and it's a video game store host a tournament for something Cause for the love of God, everybody will show up. At least they, we like they used to. Like that's how we got um so many people in for like um the Halo Two Midnight launch. We just hosted a, a Halo One tournament. We had like eight screens all hooked up via LAN, and we were just playing Halo. And like we had like lines around the block, and that was that was insane. But like Smash was one of those games that was like if we hosted a smash tournament we were guaranteed to get like 20 30 people in this tiny ass store um all playing smash and the best part too is they were like really big into obviously like nintendo games and we had um like an old retro section that like n64 games and nintendo and snes and they would just come in and, like, they would come in just for the tournament. And we'd, like, leave with, like, bags and bags of fucking video games. And we were, like, well, Jeez. it's a win-win. We gave out, like, a $50 gift card. But we made, like, $500 in sales in the course of, like, two hours.
1: That's actually insane. That's, that sounds like such a fun time, to be honest. Oh, dude. Like, it was... I, there's, <gasps> there's, <laughs> so there's like, uh, little... There's little things like that still to this day, though. Like, people throw little tournaments and stuff. Like, like, like uh, not big name, like, you know, there's always the big tournaments, you know, the ones that really count towards the overall score of players like that are trying yeah. to like, get the best for the season. But then there's, like, you know, there's small tournaments that still help out here and there, and there's, maybe they're not official, maybe they are, but people will, like, to this day, still set them up all the time. Especially for Smash. Like, oh, Melee yeah. and Ultimate are always hand-in-hand hand lately, like everywhere. I, I actually went to my first tournament uh, not too long ago. And it was just really eye-opening to me that they still had... Like, I always knew Melee was a thing. You know, I see it on Twitch. I see it everywhere else. But really, like, being there, like, seeing the the screens and displays and everything. And, like, you know, because everyone had to get it all set up differently. Like, seeing that Melee tournament was actually, like, so hype. Like, in person. Like, because... Because the way someone described it to me was like the melee crowd is still the melee crowd. Like the the players and people have grown up. They're a little bit more like chill. Like let's be real here. Back then it was like kind of wild. But like, it's oh yeah, still, it was it was sweaty back in the day. Like people got still, intense. Oh yeah, it still gives you the same vibes though. Like you can like see a piece of history right there watching melee. Like yeah, you have to you have to give it like some respect when you're like watching it like there. Like it's just so much more like it's just a different vibe. It's like, you're looking at two different time zones, but they're both like so interesting and fun in their own way. Like I didn't compete in melee. I competed in the ultimate one, but I was definitely there watching the melee section. Like when I was out of pools, so I was like, "Damn, this is so sick.
0: Well, you have was, to think too, like the melee roster, like it, it's like, it's a fairly tight roster. So yeah. nine eighteen, uh, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 character roster. Um, I might might have miscounted that. No, I that seems it's tw- twenty. 25. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, it's twenty-five characters. Yeah, 26, twenty-six. Twenty-six. So, out of out of that roster, like, first of all, Not... we have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a little more of a joke because everyone says twenty-six because they count Zelda and Sheik as. Yeah, one, but yeah. yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, um but like. <laughs> If you're looking at this roster of characters, first of all, everybody will tell you Captain Falcon's broken when he's not. But besides that, it's actually a fairly balanced roster, like overall. And it's a very like core, like core group of characters. Like it's not as expansive as it is in Ultimate. But I think that's why also people like it. It's like, like I said, you don't have to worry about as many like counterpicks and stuff. On top of that though, like the movement system in Melee is a lot different than any other
1: smash game ever. Like it it's so on um, like as a player for Ultimate after I did a lot of Ultimate, I was like I went back to trying out Melee and I was like Oh my gosh, I had no idea how to like play this game. Everybody in that game fast falls so it's like I'm playing <laughs> a freaking brick. Like I'm just like zoom, zoom. And then there's people who are like actually trying to fast fall faster than that. Like that game is so different in so many ways. It's like I, I, it's hard for me to play it. I'll admit, it's so hard for me to play it. Um it but um so so basically what you we were trying to say, I, I guess was like that. The roster was smaller, so there was a lot more like there's a lot more skill involved because the characters had so long to be understood,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. You're you're talking about people that have played this game for like the better part of probably what, twenty years now? And they God, still play what it the hell to that this come game. Out? Yeah, yeah. Like that it, it's the equivalent of me going back and like playing Halo One and and versus somebody who's like only played Halo Five. Like I will fucking rock their socks off. But <laughs> Same thing it's with true-ish. Melee, though. You you develop those skills over the course of such a long time that, like, it's almost a different game. Like, it, there is no... Like, I don't even know what somebody would do to try and learn Melee now if, against people I've been playing it for that long.
1: I mean, that, you, you, you can, but it's just going to be, like, the moment you fight against a player that knows what he's doing, like, you're just going to be like, I you're gonna be dumbfounded yeah like, even the, if you the play skill another smash gap is gonna be huge because yeah.
0: like i remember when smash first came out and a lot of the techniques used now definitely were not being used back when the game launched like the it that took the course oh of like gosh, years the and years sling
1: sh- shotting thing i don't even like i'm not even that good at that like they, there's new skills that are being developed there's do you ever hear um back to the lab again like that vibe where, yeah uh, yeah people people talk about that yeah uh, i can't remember his name for the life of me he's this this dude made this new technique and uh, completely he it was such a big deal in the community in Ultimate. I, I mean, it's probably happened before for the other games, but like I said, I, I've I've mostly been following Ultimate, so it was like new to me. Yeah. But it was just so funny and like interesting to like see how this new technique was gonna be working. Uh, I actually want to look at this. Up. He.
0: Yeah, I've always been like curious. It's like where this shit comes
1: from. Like, like who's like thinking like? Oh, Grimmer, Grimmer. Yeah, that's his name. Grimmer. He made the tech and everything. It's like the, it was called the Grimmer Tech. Oh my god. Because he made it. He discovered it and like uh, the thing. It was technically called like slingshotting, I think. Unless it was like something else he did. It's hard to remember. But basically, I remember slingshotting was one of the big ones I heard a lot about, and and. And that's the other thing I was going to say. So, like, you would, think, you would think that having a smaller roster would mean that, you know, you've discovered everything you could in the game. But I'm telling you right now, right, there's stuff that changes even in Melee to this day. Like, there are characters that have, like, changed in the tier list in Melee to this day. Like still, oh, I'm not still surprised the,
0: yeah, it's okay, the way. So the way I see this game, especially with it's like, it's like overall meta and like just, just learning new characters and the way it's developed over the course of time is kind of like speed running, especially with melee. It's kind of like speed running, like an older game. Like, yeah, like there have been people that have been speed running like Castlevania and shit for, for like decades at this point but that's not stopping somebody from coming in today and finding something else that changes the entirety of how the game is run and be in world
1: records. Like it happens all the time. Just like Mario 64. There's always a new tech. There's always a new ability, a new thing that breaks the game just enough to where it's like considered (laughs) you're not cheating, but you're still doing something that people are going to look at and be like, holy crap. Why didn't I think of that kind of thing? Like it, it's just part of the game, to be honest. I, I guess that, that in Melee, though, it's one of the things that I've seen. I don't think I see that happen too often in most fighting games, though.
0: Right? No. No. It, yeah. it, like, a lot of fighting games, like, outside of uh, DLC characters and things like that, they're, again, it's it's like the 2D fighters versus, like, when 3D came around. 2D fighters are very, very static. It, the only time anything really changes is if a character is broken and they patch it, but it's very rare that somebody learns like an entirely new combo chain that breaks the game. And it's mostly because like, if you think about 2d fighting games, there's a lot of stuff put into place that like limits what people can do. So like, if you get somebody in a corner, there will always be like some sort of like knock, knock back. So you can't pin them into the corner. Like if you start comboing in a corner, it'll knock them back or it will, um, reduce the amount of damage you're doing so it it, there's so many systems that are like tried and true in place to keep that game pretty much the same the entirety of it being around um uh, but you're looking at a very like static play field and static environment where it's like the characters don't change that much unless there's a, a something's discovered that makes them overpowered the levels don't change that much because you're looking at like essentially just like a s- small straight plane that they're fighting on with walls on each end. And with smash brothers though, there's so much variety to it. And there's so many different characters with so many different playstyles. I think it's much, much easier to constantly evolve each character and how they play and like, ch- like discover new parts of the system that are in place because it's way less constricted than, like, other fighting games are. Like, I'm sure... Like, you've played, like, Guilty Gear and stuff like that. I mean, how often does, like, Guilty Gear change outside of a new character or outside of a patch?
1: Like... Not very often, to be honest. Exactly. It's pretty much the same thing. As I was trying to think of a fighting game after I started saying that, I was trying to think. I was like... I've I've played my fair share of fighting games. Yeah. I I don't really know. I can't really think of too many, to be honest. Unless it's like... I think what I was going to say was, like... Uh, along with what you had to say i think that it also has to go you know in unison with the fact that the game is so old and still so popular like i think that if fighting games didn't drop off the moment a new version of it came out it would probably probably be able to see more of those like very specific like frame tech stuff in other fighting games because you know like the moment street fighter 6 comes out who's going to be playing street fighter five? Like who's going to be playing <laughs> yeah, I mean, the
0: other are, street. No, there's still like, going to be people playing like uh, street yeah. fighter five probably. Cause like, you don't know what, what state street fighter six is going to launch yeah. in. But like but, but, with that being yeah. said, there's normally what I call like a, like a kind of like a horizon where it's like street fighter five, Um, still has like a huge roster and all these characters and is now built up to a level where it it works consistently all the time. There's not like, there's not many like glitches or anything found out anymore. Most of the stuff has been patched out. And with that being said, like street fighter six is probably going to launch with less characters and so on and so forth. But there's going to be like a precipice where it's like street fighter six ultimately will start getting more characters and becoming more stable and we'll have a bigger player base because again, exactly. it's a newer yeah. game. And then Street Fighter Five will just kind of be left by the wayside.
1: Yeah, like a lot of like t- a lot of traditional fighting games. Let's say like two D fighters, whatever you want mm. to call it, right? A lot of those games, when a new version of that game comes out, a lot of it's just gonna move on to that new version, unless the new version is absolutely trash, which is you know very rare. Hopefully nowadays. Yeah. Um. They're, they're not going to really care about the, the old one at that point. Like, they're not really going to, like, keep going because who who's going to do that? You know, like, there's definitely still going to be a play base. Like, people are still going to play it. Online still going to probably be a thing, especially with Rollback Netcode hitting so many games. Yeah. But, but with the fact that, like, the new, new version is out, people are obviously going to want to learn everything about that, especially pro players or people who have been playing it forever. They're going to want to try something brand new, you know? And that's just just the way it always has been. Um, But I think in Melee's, you know, context is that it just had such a diehard fan base. Like, it was just so focused on that it had the time for all these very tiny, like, nitty-gritty details to be, like, noticed in every character. Like, every little frame was taken into consideration more carefully as time went on. And I think that if people still stuck to, like, a game that was really old, like let's say Third Strike. Like let's say Third Strike blew up again. I mean, it's probably still really big in the Street Fighter community. I love Third Strike too. I know you do. Oh
0: yeah, Third Strike
1: is excellent. And let's say like that game got as much attention as Melee does today. Like let's say in every Street Fighter Six tournament, there was a there's a Third Strike tournament happening like right next to it. I don't know if that actually happens, but let's say like <laughs> it it does, and. I think that they would find so many new things in it if they just kept playing and playing and playing like all these years. Like, I think that there would be so many like little details that would be noticeable. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. I think... <laughs> I think that's exactly why Melee has it going like that.
0: Yeah. But I honestly think, too, like, it come like 10 years from now or whatnot, the ultimate will probably be the same way. Because you have to oh, think, yeah. like, more people now are playing Ultimate than than any other Smash game before it, especially. Like, yeah. even even though Melee is still popular, like, you have to think the player base for Ultimate has to be huge because of just how many people has, have Switches it, and how many is, people are still picking
1: insane. it up. It is insane how big Ultimate got. I, like, so many players came out of, like, nowhere and are just going crazy with Ultimate. And it actually is like, um, it's such a good feeling, like seeing your favorite, like one of your favorite fighting games being like, you know, it released and everything went crazy. And now it's like massive, it's popping off, people love it. um, But it's just, I don't know, it's, it's actually pretty impressive, to be honest. And I think that they definitely will find a lot of details in it, because to be honest, like... When I first started playing Ultimate, I saw characters that were in the game, and I was like, why is this character not broken yet? Like, <laughs> I play a character in the game, when I first started playing, I was like, this character is gonna be busted. And sure enough, you know, later on, someone's playing that character, and they actually are going crazy with it. They're just absolutely, like, destroying people with it. And I was like, I just think it to myself, sitting here watching it, I'm like, I knew it. Like, before, before anyone ever played Cloud, okay... And uh, I'm talking about, um, oh man, what was his name? Uh, Spargo. Spargo was the one I was thinking of. Before Spargo started popping off with Cloud, like crazy at tournaments, and like defeated the MKLeo like a couple times, I was thinking to myself when I first started up like Ultimate, I was like, Cloud has actually got a nice kid on him. Like Cloud actually feels like he's a good character. And all my friends were like, and Cloud's all right. Like, he's not that great. He's not that great. His recovery is giveable. He's terrible. And I'm like, bro. I was like, but he's got so much, like, good damage. He's got the cross slash. He's got an, a projectile. His, like, down tilt covers so much. It can, like, move, but it can also, like, trip up. It avoids. It's a hitbox. Like, and his, like, limit, it's such a strong kill move. And, and, uh, I don't know. And then the character started doing good. I feel like that if I could do that, like starting up in the game first like day one and thinking this character is going to be crazy i promise you someone who is very much more experienced than i am which is not that much more experienced they need to be (laughs) but i feel like if someone could easily with more knowledge find the characters that i probably thought that sucked and be like no this character is top tier now you know with enough time I I i think it'll happen yeah. Like the raw ro- like the roster right now has already been changing a lot, especially with all the DLC characters being, you know, added. And uh I think that if time like keeps this game alive for a long, long time. Like I think if this game is like gonna keep on going just like Melee, the whole roster is gonna get flipped upside down. Because people are just going off of DLC right now. right? Like dlc ended no more characters are being added the roster is still staying kind of consistent with what it has i think this whole roster is going to get flipped up outside its head if it keeps on going down the path of like not stopping for the game community like they're just going to keep grinding it out keep getting more top players i think i'm going to fall off super hard harder than i already (laughs) am i think i'm going to like look at the game later on like who knows like maybe like Maybe like four years from now, I'm gonna get onto the game one day. Just be playing some ultimate. I'll get online. I'll see some stuff I've never seen before. Like it's just gonna completely mix me up. I don't even know how it's gonna feel.
0: (laughs) But but that's like a that's like a huge thing though. Because like think about it. Like (laughs) you might be falling off now because of the like it might be for things like that you haven't even thought of, like uh, the way the community is going or the fact that like the DLC characters just came out, the balance might be a little bit weird, but coming back to the game, like a year from now or two years from now, you might have like an entirely different opinion and actually might reinvigorate your, your desire to like get good again. And like, for me, I just see it as like now, now I don't have to worry about like 14 billion characters coming out, like, and just like fucking up, uh, the whole like meta of the game and who's good and who's bad. Like now it's like everything's out there. Like it's it's done. Everything's been released. I can actually start playing now. Figure out what characters I like. See what characters are good and start working towards actually getting better at the game without fucking minecart Steve coming around and just like whipping my ass out of the blue. Like yeah. it, it, it's one of those things where it's like it it once the game is in this state everything kind of changes and it takes a while like i remember when mk11 released their final like character dlc um characters from dlc and a lot of the in, like meta of that game changed not just because like oh the deal one D- every time they release a fucking dlc character it breaks the game like every single time in Mortal combat mm-hmm. like it comes mm-hmm. out game gets broken then they patch it and then you can actually like kind of like starting from square one again you got to figure out who's good who's bad what was tweaked what wasn't and then go from there but like knowing now that like i could load up mortal Kombat 11 and get good with a character that i know like i can play well with i I, and hold my own and not worry about like next week fucking them launching like another freddy krueger dlc and that guy kicking my ass like it's kind of like um it gives you more motivation to get good at the game knowing that you're not going to have to invest not only just like more time to learning new characters but like more money into DLC. Uh I think that's going to be huge. And I really do think though that if they're smart what they'll do is just wait for the next switch version to be released like the switch console and just release like a better version of this game. Like just with like enhanced graphics like don't tweak any of the, the characters. Like once you stop patching it, just release that game. And just it yeah. just it's uh, better resolution, like smoother frame rate. So if you have fucking like eight people playing ice climbers, it's not gonna lag the game down to like 30 frames per second. Like Well, that's just Nintendo <laughs> online. That's really there's no, there's no way they're gonna fix that. There's no freaking way. Yeah, that that's, that is kind of like a Nintendo thing. But it, I mean I think now with the game being just like quote unquote complete, um, you'll see a lot more people playing more and more of it and the whole game starting to change again. and it, But it won't be as much of like a flux as it was for the past few years where it's like everybody's just like on the edge, edge of their seat waiting for the, the next DLC character to launch and then like be like, oh, fuck, the character
1: I use is just going to be useless now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how that's how it is for a lot of games. You know, a lot of fighting games will always have that. Um, for for Smash, I know that there's some DLC characters in the game that people are just still frustrated about. I personally think that some of the DLC characters are kind of busted in a way, like just 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 roster wise. Like there's just some things that I don't understand why they would do that. Like they just so so basically, you know, Band is like uh, um, where she like slows down time around her and everything. Or yeah, yeah, time, time, right? yeah, yeah, which time? Yeah, yeah. There's just something weird about giving one of the most mobile and <laughs> easily like accessible damage and like great kit. Like, why would you give witch time to Pyramithra? I don't like. I get that it might be part of their game, but why? Like, that just makes the character so much. So- I can't tell you how many times I've been playing against my friend, or like online or whatever, because he he plays Pyramithra really well. I can't tell you how many times I've been playing against him. I feel like I got him on the ropes, right? On one stock. Like, I'm ahead. I got this combo. I'm, like, constantly hitting him. I know he's going to come in. I know he's going to air dodge into me. Or, like, you know, whatever it's going to be. I hit it. I feel great about it. And out of nowhere, you just wish times, boom, sorry, you don't get to continue <laughs> your combo. You don't get to hit me. But now I have advantage because you're slowed. Okay, let me just switch to Pyramithra, start carrying you out of here, like, or doing insane damage with, like, whatever move you want to do, oh, an up, an up, like, forward tilt or whatever. Like, it's just, it's so sad to me when I fight against Pyramithra, and I feel like I try so hard, <laughs> but it could also just be bad, like, me being bad, you know, like, but there's just some things on characters that I just am so surprised they still have in the game. And after the patch, after they said no more patching, this is the last patch. I was I had my fingers crossed. I was like, please, please just <laughs> take that thing away from Pyramidra. Or like, or like, please, please make Kazuya do like less of a kill confirm, Like let the let the launch distance not be as hard. But no, 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 it's it's still just as bad as it as it as it was when I first saw it. Um But that just means like you know, that's the way the character's always gonna be. So at least the character can't get any more broken than they already, like quote unquote, are. If they if they aren't broken, but like let's just like the thought process is that they're not gonna get any better than what they already are now. So you may as well just deal with it and try your best to play around it. Like that's what I, that's what it just comes down to.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a more of like people getting getting used to the, to expect those things from those characters and then working around them. Like the more you encounter it, the, the more you're going to be prepared. Yeah. yeah, The more you're going to be prepared for it. And as annoying as it is, like they left it in the game for a reason. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like that's the thing. They left it in the game for a reason. For better
1: or for worse.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that, like I said, over the course of time, the game's going to change anyways. Especially now with like the final patch being released, all the characters being released, and there might be something even more broken than the game that people just have not discovered yet. Um, yeah. But the the game's now and like that, it's it is what it is. It's it's essentially like, you know, you just went out and bought the like the original Smash Brothers cart. It's not going to get patched. It's not going to get changed. You know, be able to play what you like the characters you want and for better
1: or worse. It is what it is. Um, yep. and, and, and like I said, you know how like I I was talking earlier about how like I feel like I have to play harder against certain characters. Yeah, I think that with time, like with how you're saying it, I feel like in time, I guess, I guess I can see that that like difficulty spike of like, you know, I get to play against uh, you know, whatever character I get to play against a Mario versus I get to play against like uh, a joker. Like, I feel like that difficulty spike is going to slowly, like, disappear. And I'm just going to start saying, every character is going to be good in their own way. Every character is going to have a gimmick I have to play around. And I'm going to get more used to it the longer I play it. It's just right now. I'm giving like thoughts, like, right now. But I can see that in the future definitely being a thing where, like, you don't even notice it anymore. Like, you're just kind of like, this is the character. I know what to do. Got to fight them like this. Like, it, it is what it is, you know?
0: Oh yeah, like like there are still characters I play in two D fighter, play against in two D fighting games that drive me fucking insane. I was playing. I, um, I know. It, yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah, what I was I, playing I, the other day, but I was playing. Uh, it was one of the Street Fighters, and fucking Blanca rocked me.
1: Bro, like, everyone hates Blanca. I don't even know what it is. I've never even fought as Blanca, um, but I know that the charge attacks on Blanca go crazy from what I hear in Street Fighter. Right? Yeah, but yeah.
0: So like, every everybody's <laughs> everybody has those characters in specific games. Um, and it's just like you get better at, at going up against them. Uh, I know for me, it's
1: Happy Chaos and Guilty Gear Strive. So sad. Can't them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And eventually you just start like working around them. Like I used to fucking hate fighting against Valdo and Soul Calibur. Like I used to, oh man, it used to drive me goddamn insane. But then like after uh, a while of just playing against really good Valdo players, now I, I, just, I just wreck them with whoever I'm playing with. So it just doesn't even matter anymore.
1: Text, but like, you get it You're yeah really, you get the, the style you know what they're gonna go for
0: yeah exactly eventually you just start learning learning what the character is capable capable of and like what their limits are and then working around it like that. that's i mean that's realistically what all fighting games are and again that's why I used to say smash is not a fighting game and I used to drive. It yeah. usually was when we were playing matches, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. but like it is a fighting game. Like the strategies that, that are in 2d fighting games and three, like regular 3d fighters still apply in smash brothers. Um, it's just like, it's just a different style. Like it's, it's literally just a different style of fighting game. Um, I was talking to somebody at work the other day about it and they're like off fucking smash is just not a fighting game it's just like you i play it and like we go like it's big yeah a big
1: communities they still say that
0: yeah and it's like it, it's a fighting game it, it also gives you the option to not make it a fighting game like it becomes yeah. far less of a fighting game when
1: it's like you're doing like eight player battles like you know what i'm or saying Or like items or like stages that are like doing their active stage morphs and they have like obstacles and it's like oh like yeah you know it's yeah it, it can be a family friendly party game like that's the whole point of it that was what it was originally supposed to be done that's what sakurai said he was like i intended for this game to be a f- party game so that people could play it with their families and it'd be fun and everything like that like that's what he intended for. Yeah, calling and it and you can see it you can see it that in every respect
0: yep. i mean with the the items and just like how many fucking different stages are in smash Bros. yeah everybody yep you know, if you're yeah. you're doing any tournaments, you see the one, but like, trust me, there are others out there. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, there's and, oh my gosh, this turn of the stages that's like rotating like a planet. You got to like jump around the stage. This yeah. st- and the custom stages don't even be started on that nonsense. Just, yeah, so this, crazy it's crazy stuff. It's game, not nonsense isn't bad, but it's nonsense isn't like you would never imagine someone would make this as a custom stage.
0: Yeah, there's so much variety in this game. Like, yes, it is a, a party game, like, that's what it was designed for, but that doesn't make yep. it any less of a fighting game. If you like take out the items and just have like a standard, just like one plane fighting field to, to deal with, like it's, yeah, it's just like, as much of a rules, fighting game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why the rules were made to make it more of a fighting game. Like it, it, it's a very customizable game. Like You could play like one stock. You could play like one hit. You can play. Like, there's so many different ways to play it.
0: So that's, w- like, that's why so
1: many people yeah. play it I think too is because it's yeah, like it's yeah. not just it's your,
0: yeah it's not just a fighting game like I, if I were to like encourage anybody to play like a 2D fighting game online like fucking Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter 6 they would look at me like I have fucking 18 heads because they're like no I'm going to get wrecked online but yeah. if you say like hey let's play some Smash online with like two or three buddies that changes the whole dynamic and they're like yeah sure why not like because anyone can play it you can play it anyway exactly and you can have it can be a giant fucking mosh pit of mayhem where like shit's flying across the screen you have pokemon everywhere and fucking
1: yeah like, balls you got your like freaking items your invincibility items like yeah exactly
0: crazy. somebody gets like a the fucking donkey kong hammer and it, it, it's a like, baseball
1: bat just yeah kills. It,
0: it goes absolutely insane <laughs> but again it's 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 literally a different type of fun, same game, different type of fun than you winning winning a one on one match against somebody online. Like it it gives you so much variety that I feel like people that discount this game as just like, oh, it's it's not a fighting game, so I'm not going to play it. It's kinda it's kind of stupid. Like I honestly I think this is a better party game than Mario Party at this point, because like all the Mario Party games I've played in the past like fucking ten years are garbage and I lose interest after like two
1: games. (laughs) They're pretty much always the same game. I feel that I I see why people love Mario Party though, because it's just it's a really fun game to play with your friends because it can be luck based and it can also be skill based. Like it's fun. But when if I had to pick between the two, obviously I'm gonna pick Smash because I'm biased. But like okay but like the the point that i was that i was going to make was uh people can say that it's not just a fighting game but you can't say that it's not a fighting game at all like smash bros is definitely one of those games that can be anything it wants at like any time so like saying that it can't be a fighting game is just wrong and saying that it's just a fighting game is also wrong <laughs> a, a party game might be a better way to describe it because a party game can be played in different ways right i don't really know what i would call it i guess i guess i call it like a hybrid fighter maybe
0: yeah that's, it, it, it. It. that's the thing it's it's a very hard game to label in general because okay. like it does so much so well like look at even um was it the spirits mode or whatever that's yep. like, yep. it's essentially a fucking board game mixed or with a fighting mode. game. Yeah. it's yeah. Like a...
1: <laughs> Your own little adventure. I mean, most fighting games have story modes, but that one in particular is very unique. You, you literally have to build around every challenge or you just brute force it like any way you want and, yeah. and you unlock all the characters. You have a great time. I, I played it like, I think I played it like twice. I love the story mode. It was fun. It was actually really, really fun. Um, yeah. That's how I actually learned a lot. Of Smash before I did anything competitive or anything like you know fighting my friends and like very sh- sweaty matches before I did anything like that I played the story mode a ton uh, that's how I think I got really good because I I would uh put myself against these like weird like odds or like these weird fighters you know there's like there's like a uh, oh yeah there are certain matches on that board there. where you're just like how the <laughs>
0: fuck am I supposed to beat this yeah like you'll you go in and to... you'll get wrecked in like two seconds.
1: Yeah. There's, like, one where, like, the entire floor is poison, so you're constantly taking damage, but they also have, like, a like a hammer, and you have to, like, avoid them. Or there's, like, one where, like, they have shields on their back, or they're covered in metal, and they don't they don't jump too high, but they do a lot of damage, and you can't launch them. Like, there's all kinds of different ways of playing it and, like, different items that make it so unique. And I think that's what makes it one of the most incredible fighting games because of the fact of how well you can learn it by playing against things like that. Like, you can learn the game so much more. I think that the entire rest of the game is just an extra training mode, in all honesty. Like, in my eyes, because when I'm playing the game, I'm playing story, I'm playing with my friends on some stupid, like, you know, some, some smash get ball map, like, where you just, like, have to hit each other into, like, these, like, areas, and you get a point, or, like, something stupid like that. Playing in those awkward and strange fighting styles or like, you know, going to the story, it teaches you a lot about the game's actual mechanics. Like it makes you actually try to do stuff, like trying not to get hit at all without being able to hit the other person. It shows you your movement on the stages. It teaches you like, you know, when you can grab ledge for your invincibility frames or like whatever it is. I think that not only is a f- like, if you look at it from a perspective of like, Oh, I want to get good at this game. You can see everything else in the game as an extra training mode. And I think that a lot of fighting games might actually start doing that because it lets casual players have fun on their own without getting brutalized by, like, I don't know, like, your best friend or, like, someone online. And it allows them to actually, like, learn the game at their own pace, in their own way. And I think that's also why a lot of new competitors came into the scene with Smash Ultimate. 'Cause I don't think a lot of the other ones had too much of that. I know I know Brawl had it. I know Smash Four probably had it. I didn't play Smash Four too much. Um, you know, with the whole like hitting the targets mode and everything.
0: Yeah, there was they were in yeah. stuff like melee and but they weren't <laughs> yeah. they weren't, they weren't Not to this in, anywhere. Yeah, they weren't anywhere yeah. near what this mode is. You, like this is just, one of the just best just, tutorials ever for how yeah. to like get actually good at a game.
1: You can do so much more, but you don't realize you're learning it. You just you're just trying to play you know, the story mode, you, you know, a kid's going to turn on the game and play a story mode and they're going to be like, I got to get through this. And then, you know, they'll like the game so much after they complete it, they'll go online and just wreck people because yeah, like, and that's they not to like
0: say, though, don't that, the, yeah, they don't, it's also like not like a, a brutal tutorial either. Like, yes, yeah. there are matches that are rough, but like then you just modify like what spirits you have and then. It, it, you can make it. It's essentially you can make the you can game make as, it as easy, hard as easy. Yeah. yeah, you can make it as easy or as hard as you want it to be. And if you're really learning how to play the game, like, and you want to get good at it, like, you can just like crank that shit as like high as you want. Just like don't use anything that's going to really benefit you and see how
1: far you yeah. make it. You know, or use even less. Use things that will restrict you. You know, like it's it's crazy. You can make yourself super super heavy with the metal thing and then try to not get hit. Like. I mean, I don't know if that'll work out for you, but you can try it, right? (laughs) Like, that's just the way the game is. It's very, very detailed. And all the items can change, like, almost anything about a character. They can make them big or small, do less or more damage, make them, like, scarier or not scarier. Like, that's what makes, you know, the items and all the other game modes so unique to teaching you how to play the game. And I think that, like, like, and I'm comparing that to, like, training modes and like, traditional fighting games. Like, you sit down there, you go into the training mode, and you just practice a combo over and over and over. You reset over and over and over. Oh yeah. Or it gives don't. you
0: the, the yeah. dial combos where it's like, Hey, yeah, yeah. just hit this button combination. And you know, and once you pass, pass the next
1: level. And then, yeah. yeah. But
0: like you're doing that button combination one time. Like I can't remember that shit. Like I remember going through an entire killer instinct tutorial and I'm like, I still, I have learned nothing from this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and I think that the reason why, uh, the reason why most of the other fighting games have such a smaller fan base is because the way that they practice and the way they get better is so much more like... um this is not to come off as an insult to anyone, but in some people's cases, it's mind-numbing for them. It's harder for them to focus. Like, they can't... People aren't going to be, like, 100% on it if they feel like there's just no hope, you know? And, and I think that's what really makes the difference between, like, why there's so many players in different fighting games and why like, some fighting games aren't as popular as other ones. I think it's definitely like, a skill gap at that point. Like, it's, it's a big deal. And like, I remember when I was trying to learn some fighting games, I, I like, when we were playing stri- the Third Strike, and you were just alting on me every two seconds. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to do the freaking quarter circle, okay? Like, I can do it in other games, but I didn't get it in that one. Like, I was like, I was trying to do the quarter circle just Oro, just freaking throwing me around. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. But <laughs> Like it's definitely has uh it definitely has a, a thing to it. Like if you don't have anyone else around you playing the game at your level, or if you don't have any like, you know, encouragement to like learn this character, like learn this game, then you're not gonna play it. Like yeah. you're not gonna do good at it. That's just that's just straight up facts. All
0: right. So we've been we've been going for like an hour and twenty minutes. All right. Jeez. So uh uh the, my last question is for anybody that's like l- looking to get into smash brothers and like it, now, now that everything's said and done, everything's out. Uh, is it a game that you would recommend people like trying to jump into now and possibly like start playing online and, in getting better at you asking me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Personally. Uh, and, 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 uh, so, so, so you're asking if I think that it's worth people's time, basically. Yes,
0: yes. Now that everything's said and done, DLC characters right. out, all patches are are out, uh, the community's kind of, like, not static, but, like, the community's built up to where, you know, everybody's playing, playing Smash now, essentially. Like, do you think people... Do you think somebody new could pick up this game today and, and start learning stuff and and eventually, you know, be a great Smash player?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that if someone has the drive to do it, like, if someone looks at Smash Bros, never played it in their life, and thinks, damn, I want to get good at that game, I think, like, in any game, you could do it. But I think in Smash specifically, I think it has a much easier time for people to learn it. I think it's a very... like, And that's just me saying that, but... Overall, I can see, I could easily see like new players that have never picked up a fighting game before getting into Smash Ultimate and actually being pretty good. Like, like if they, if you put in a little bit of time because of how quickly you can learn it, I think that it's definitely worth it. Um, But that's also, you know, it's hard to say for everyone. You know because some people are gonna look at it and think I'm just gonna be good right off the bat well, that's not gonna happen <laughs> maybe maybe not but you know
0: hey' I'm on still not good like, at this game and I've, I've probably clocked in a, a decent amount of hours between hey, listen, like listen. flights on you know, planes okay, and stuff <laughs> yeah between
1: <laughs> us playing you know I I'll you can try and learn to the best of your ability but for some people it just won't click do I think it's worth it overall for like anybody who just wants to play smash? I would just say, if you want to play the game, just play the game. You know, for any game that goes for. For Smash, personally, if you want to get good at Smash, like, it's, any fighting game is just going to take time. You know, any fighting game, you're just going to need to fail and fail, and you're going to have to learn your lesson over and over, and you'll get good. Um, But if you just want a good fighting game, like, for your friends and family, like, you know, chilling out with some friends or whatever I think it's a great purchase I think it's really good uh even if you guys aren't trying to get sweaty in it like you probably end up will you yeah, know you'll probably end up getting there um yeah. so yeah I would I would probably recommend it yeah I would probably recommend it easily
0: yeah I would I would say I, I recommend it at this point there was a time where I was like playing smash and they were still releasing characters and stuff where I was like fuck this game I'm like yes. I'm never gonna get good at this game because there, there's just always something new coming that's just like wrecking my day. Uh, but I think now that like all like everything's said and done, everything's out. Um, you're everybody's pretty much on the same playing field. Like if you if you're going out and you're buying this game and you're getting all the DLC, uh, you're you're gonna be just like everybody else. And I think, uh, talking about the spirits mode in all the different modes, um there's definitely a good base for learning this game without having to go online and do like one V ones all day. Like I, I think a new player could come in, go through like spirits mode, uh, probably do some like just standard, like unlocking characters by going through like the standards, the uh, adventure mode, and then just hopping online every now and again. I think they could definitely learn to play this game. And now, yeah. especially with how many like you just like l- go on YouTube and look up some of the best smash players and see what they're doing Oh yeah, and, and yeah, learn from that, them too. I think uh, everybody has like a solid chance to to be a, a good smash player. If it's the type of game that they want to to try like right off the bat. And I would yeah. even say it's, it's still the best of the party fighting games. Like
1: definitely,
0: it, definitely better I think it than might the actually Nickelodeon be, one.
1: <laughs> I think it might actually be like the, Oh, well, that's debatable because, you know, people are going to be biased. I think overall, probably, you're right. Yeah. Um, I know that for a fact that when I started learning Smash, like, I actually, like, got sucked in by, you know, watching other players and being like, damn, I want to get that good. And just uh, watching them just play matches on Twitch, you know, or YouTube or whatever. And you just start to get, like, an idea of what you're supposed to expect from certain characters. And that's how I actually, that's like. That's actually when I think I got, like, better at Smash, is when I was watching actual pro players play and then just trying to mimic it as best as I could. Like, you know, there's such a big community out there. There's so much content for you to, like, get into this game. It's insane. It's honestly, it's well and above available. Like, you know? So, yeah. I think someone could easily do great.
0: Awesome well uh i think i think that's gonna be it like i think we've talked the hell out of smash what do you think, think? there's a lot to
1: talk about there's a lot to talk about real here but um to cut the time short yeah we we, we should probably oh i
0: that. i'm i'm sure this probably won't be the, the last smash episode because like uh i know for a fact um like i'm, I'm gonna want to talk like older smash games because i've recently started playing a little bit of melee uh yep. thank, thank you dolphin emulator Oh
1: really? <laughs> yeah. Or, or or Skippy. Skippy. Is really or Skippy. Good
0: too. Yeah. So like I I've been playing a little bit of melee, so I'm definitely gonna revisit Smash Brothers at, at like some point in another future podcast. But like this one, this one was good. It had it had a we talked quite a bit in depth in Ultimate. I'm I'm we really happy We talked about with Ultimate the...
1: before this too, you know, like when before we even did the podcast, we talked about Ultimate. I remember.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna call it here thank you logan for coming on and, and talking all the smash oh, yeah uh, um and i don't know what i'm doing for my next episode yet but you know on my little uh sheet here it says i should hint at next episode but i got so many games that i want to go through that i have no idea what the next one is going to be i um, think we should
1: do they should probably do some teasers that have, like options for people to like be like, oh, that sounds interesting. You know, like whatever games that you have in mind, like you can go off of like a little bit of a little bit of the list, you know, so, like some
0: hints. So uh, what I'm working on right now, and this is for anybody, any of the the six people that downloaded the first episode, that might download this one. Um yeah. I'm working on a, a doing a Patreon poll at least once a month, so that way people can vote for um, what game will be in at least one of the podcasts for the month. Uh, but I'm still working on uh, changing and like editing the Patreon, so that will happen. There's gonna be tons of posts and stuff there. Um, i also might just do like a Twitter one at some point, but I don't know. So I'm I still working
1: really cool for like people to make game recommendations, even if like we haven't played it, you know, that'd be actually be like so sick because then we could like actually play it like first time, you know, impressions of it or whatever. That'd be really fun. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Like I'm always down for playing something new. Cause I, have played so much that it's hard to, to find
1: unique stuff to begin with. It's also um, hard to really like pinpoint a game because I know that on the list that you made, like I saw it, and, like, all the games that you listed were, like, great. But, like, we already started talking. I remember we were messing each other. And we were already thinking of, like, adding, like, two or three more. Like, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. There's, just, there's just so too many.
0: many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was also I mean, funny because I was talking about uh about this podcast to somebody that I work with now. And I was saying, like, it's it's a majority of it's, it's just, like, great games. Like, we're not going to be, like, bashing on games. It's like, oh, a positive video game podcast. We bash, can bash, bash the
1: <laughs> weird. We can bash on them. You know, there there are some games that I think people just want to hear trash talk on, but
0: yeah, it we, depends. Can, we more can. or less. It'll be positive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like a lot of the games on the list are, are what I would consider some of the, the greatest like games I've ever played in some form or another. And it, it's crazy because like games are still coming out that are like really good, like God of War Ragnarok. Is oh, coming. And yeah, I'm like I'm dying to play that. This holiday season's gonna be rough. I would even argue that Modern Warfare 2 isn't actually a good game this year. So know, like right?
1: especially since they're not gonna be making any more after, which is fantastic. I love that idea. Yeah. So, at least not for like two years, two years, three years.
0: Yeah, they're doing a two year cycle now because of cause Microsoft's probably gonna buy them and force them to do that. Um oh, man. Let's that let's would just hope, be nice. Let's just hope they don't ruin it like they ruined Halo Infinite and I mean, I'll be I'll be happy with that. I hear a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be a podcast for a future day. Uh, I, I can already tell. <laughs> but yeah, uh, tell. I'm gonna end it here. Um, all the links for how to contact me, if anybody wants to contact me with like game recommendations and stuff, are going to be in the description uh, for the podcast and the description for each episode. Uh, if you want to do it that way, you can also rate the episode on iTunes. I think I don't know if Spotify does. It. I don't think they do. But Spotify. if
1: thumbs up and stuff like that. Yeah, thumbs up like that. Reading.
0: Um yeah, and if you just
1: smash that like button.
0: Oh god, yeah. No, I I more just want people to to talk and um I'm going to set up a eventually a public discord for anybody that listens to the podcast that way they can they can communicate and um oh yeah. Yeah, talk Maybe about the episodes. questions
1: yeah ask some questions that would be really cool
0: exactly question comment on stuff you know the whole nine this is also going up on YouTube as well um, I'm just going to have some pretty much like bare bones smash footage going over it and uh, but if they want to hear it that way they can so it's going to be everywhere um, oh, yeah. so yeah that's going to be it thanks for thanks for listening and I will uh, see you guys next week hopefully with another episode and have an awesome day Peace.
1: Yep. peace